Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This episode of the Cult Pop Show podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, get up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, give us something to talk about in the post credit scene at the end of each episode, or join us for our monthly movie club Zoom call where we discuss a film together, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash Okay, welcome along everybody to part two of the dumbest looking films we hope are coming out in 2021. This is AJ up in the intro. I do not have a pop filter on. I'm raw dogging the microphone um, and I'm just here to let you know that there won't be time codes in the description because this is an episode uh, where we won't be spoiling anything. However, there have in fact been some more delays since recording this about a week and a half ago. Um, so we talk about a few films which have been delayed. Uh, most hilariously would probably be, um, uh, the No Time to Die got delayed again because of, um, like product placement that needed to be updated because the product placement currently in it is so outdated. Uh, but other movies we talk about in this episode that also, or, or the previous episode, I think, I'm not sure, um, which have been delayed include Last Night in Soho, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Uncharted, Morbius, um, and a few others. Uh, I think, um, uh, nobody also got delayed the Bob Odenkirk film. Um, yeah, so there's a few others that have been delayed. It, it doesn't really matter. Does it, does it matter? We're just here to like, it's been delayed. Stuff has been delayed. So ignore the order in which we talk about the stuff or the release dates we give because they're probably outdated. But without further ado, here is the episode. Well, do we have higher hopes for Cruella, uh, starring Emma Stone? Man, as I feel Cruella. like this movie's been on the cards for ever. five years. Yeah, five years fucking old. Fucking hell! This should have come out two years ago. This should have come out just after Angelina Jolie's um, Maleficent movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's which that's, one? That's, that's been when, two. Yeah, yeah, that's when. Well, the first one. That's when this idea was relevant. Mm. January 6, twenty sixteen. Emma Stone was cast as Cruella Deville. So it actually has been five years. How how long oh. is too long before we get um before live action Disney reboots um like like obviously I feel like everyone has, just has bad things to say about these movies. And when is that when is that going to reach the point where they go, okay, we're going to stop making them, and then also when that production line because there'll already be ones in production will stop, or is the fact that they make too much money too big of yeah. of a thing? But then how much money is a, is a one hundred and one Dalmatians origin story going to make? Surely this isn't a gonna billion be- dollars. Yeah, yeah, prove me wrong. Yeah, exactly. I think I think this is. This is definitely a different kettle of fish to the the re- live action animation kind of remakes. Um, this that's why I sort of drew the comparison to Maleficent because it's definitely not like Beauty and the Beast and, and Lion King. Mm. Um, 
I think there's there is an argument to be made for character stories about characters that are interesting and may deserve more uh, exploration. Hey, but you know what character is so compelling because they're fucking evil? Cruella de Vil. Cruella de Vil. She wants to skin puppies. I'm not going to sympathise with that woman. Like, that's, well, that's what's so good about her is that she's but, she's like deliciously evil. Like, But I, I don't Cruella think that they're going to do a Maleficent treatment on Cruella. Oh, so you still I think, think she's going to be the, the villain in the film? I think she's going to be an anti-hero at least. Yeah, or like the, you will see her tortured he- her tortured past. But that's what I'm saying. I don't think Cruella works seeing her tortured past. I think she's better being an unsympathetic kind of character because I think almost I think almost every villain is better <laughs> being an unsympathetic character. <laughs> yeah, especially it's okay, not necessarily, but yes to the ones that are designed originally sixty to thirty years ago as being unsympathetic. You know. The, yeah, the, and also. Isn't Emma Stone over? Oh, come on. I don't know. Like, what has she been doing recently? The favourite. Oh, just because she, she turned 30. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm like a proto Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what you are, Jeremy. I'll, I'll, You're I'll a proto Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> I'll, I'll give him five more years than Leo would. <laughs> wow. So that's very, uh, very genuine of you, Jeremy. Um, so... June, we've got The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Oh, can we just skip dump- this? We d- we, last year we got to this movie and we were all like, well, I haven't seen The Conjuring, so I don't have much to say about it. Night by position <laughs> hasn't changed. sound like that in 2020? <laughs> uh, Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway. Okay, here's one we can focus on. Oh, can we please just drop in what we said about this last year as well? Has this not come out yet? I, I was I was, I was, was genuinely shocked to find oh out. Oh my God, know. I thought this came out like 2018. Has this not come <laughs> out? I remember seeing the poster for this like when i first moved back to christchurch it felt like which was in in yeah 2018 so um 2018 was um peter rabbit one ah that's that's the sequel that's so funny age no but the sequel is the one with sam neill in it right because that's also felt like it's been on the cards forever or is it not the one um, with Sam Neill in it? It's going to be the one. No, I think you're thinking of Event Horizon. Ah, I'm th- <laughs> sorry, I'm thinking of Event Horizon. No, I, I think you're thinking of Jurassic Park. <laughs> Three. Do you know what's funny? He's also in the first one. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the one where where Peter Rabbit is Chris, is 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 um James Corden. No, no, but he's play he, like he's he's fed up with being treated like he's a nuisance, so he. Robs a store. Some I've I've seen the trailer and I saw it a long time ago. Is my point? All right. Well, you need to grow up. <laughs> I agree. Uh, so nineteenth uh, of June, we've got In the Heights. This is the Lin Manuel Miranda written uh, musical. It's an, uh, mu- a film adaptation of that um, with Anthony Ramos in the lead role, who uh, was in Hamilton, which we saw last year. Um, I'm sure it'll be fun. Yeah, I'm a lot more excited for this now after Hamilton, you know. I yeah. didn't know what to think before Hamilton. And I've also, I watched um, the episode of Song Exploder that you recommended, Richard, um, mm. and it showed a little bit of In the Heights, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and so this is directed by John M. Chu, who did um, Gem and the Holograms. <laughs> um, oh, oh, cool! <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he also did Crazy Rich Asians. He also did Step Up to the Streets. 
I think it'll be really interesting having both In the Heights and West Side Story coming out in the same year. Oh, yeah. Because both of them, I mean, essentially In the Heights is kind of like the redux um, and, you know, sort of re-up of the story of kind of immigrants um, yeah. living in New York. Um, mm. Like, it's a generational shift, which is really exciting. And I think actually how, how having... How familiar are you with the musical, Jeremy? What's like, have you, have you seen it? I've No, I haven't seen it. I've listened to a lot of the songs. Um yeah. I I like it more than I used to like Hamilton, which is not very much. So I like them. It's it's got it's got it's still definitely got the whole Lin Manuel Miranda style of kind yeah. of like spitting verse, um, but it's definitely got more kind of lush instrumentation um, and less anyway. But yeah, all that to say, I don't know In the Heights very well, but I am expecting to be wowed like I was wowed with Hamilton. From what I've nice. seen of the clips from Song Exploder, it certainly looks like it lends itself more to being a movie than Hamilton, which is the, yes, because like Hamilton, the the stage aspect is kind of baked right into the the way the story is presented. Well, the the thing is that like on top of being a musical, you have to be a period piece as well, right? With Hamilton, right? The way that they tell the story through song and Hamilton is a lot more conceptual. So it's there's a lot of like shifting of time and place um through it through and and characters speaking to one another and 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 when they're not necessarily in the same place at the same time whereas in the heights is much more about like kind of grounded group of people in a certain space at a certain time singing you know songs about what's going on um mm. so i think mm. as you're saying it lends itself better to being an, a sort of straightforward movie yeah yeah um so also uh, that day, we've got Luca, which is the oh. new film from Pixar. I didn't know that was coming out this year. Cool. So that's um, set in the in a beautiful seaside town on the Italian Riviera. Um, it's a coming-of-age story about a young boy uh, and his newfound best friend who is um, secretly a sea monster. Um, the cast <laughs> actually hasn't been announced for this, um, interestingly, um, but the main character is called Luca Portoroso. Um, which is a reference to Porco Rosso, um, which uh, we, AJ, uh, made a uh, director project video on. I did. And Enrico Casarosa, uh, the director, he made the Pixar short La Luna. He's described the film as an homage to Fellini and other classic Italian filmmakers with a dash of Miyazaki in the mix as well. So this is this is a really interesting experience because until right now, I didn't know about the sea monster thing. And it, it, it kind of sounds like Call Me By Your Name before you say the sea monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, seen, I'd seen the poster for it and it looked it looked like it was going to be one of those Pixar movies where it's like, and you can't describe it in the same way you can say, it's the toy one, it's the monster yeah, one. Yeah, what if blank had feelings. Yeah, yeah, it looked like it was just going to be just a, a kind of um themeless or at least a um a story which is not defined by its central quirk you know yeah. uh, but it sounds like it absolutely is because it's about a sea monster <laughs> a piece of information yeah. i did not realize it did not know so I, I, I just sent you guys a picture of um of the 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 two main characters one of whom is a sea monster um it just looks like two boys and it's th like literally that background could be from call me by your name i mean one of them looks like timothy charlemagne as well yeah and the other one's eating a person oh my god it's harvey <laughs> hammer <laughs> pretty funny name for a guy who's outed as a cannibal eh Army, army. That's a bit on the nose. That's the most on the nose name for a cannibal since Hannibal. 
I should put that. I should start doing stand up again and put that in. <laughs> that was a good joke. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> Jeremy's um, looking confusedly as if he doesn't know the Army Hannibal, Army Army, Army Hannibal, Cannibal, story. Army Hammerball. <laughs> no, I was just, I was just, I was trying to, I was getting to the chat so I could see the photo that you sent through. Oh, so you are aware of the Army Hammer as a cannibal thing? No. Oh, I- Army Hammer is 100% a cannibal. His, his words. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is that Call Me By Your Name is also one of those sort of Pixar ones. It's it's the Peach movie, right? <laughs> what if Peach has had feelings? <laughs> we'll, we'll be coming back to Army Hammer in this podcast. But um, really? 25th of June, Venom, let there be carnage. <laughs> uh, I'm excited. Are you? Um, while while looking on Rotten Tomatoes, um, for like our most anticipated films of twenty twenty one, um, there's like you know when they just they they just seemingly randomly generated ads on the side that like when you click on them it takes you to like a really weird website. There was one that just had a real like gaunt picture of um Woody Harrelson, and the the, the headline was the tale of Woody Harrelson just gets sadder and sadder. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was really funny, but I bring that up because Woody Harrelson is playing Carnage in this movie. Um, based on set photos, the wig isn't as weird. Uh, directed by Andy Circus as well. This film, which is interesting, um, should have been directed by Chris Cooper. <laughs> what? You mean Shalto Copley? Is that the, that's the mix that you fucked oh, up the callback. You fucked shit. up the callback. Shit. shit. <laughs> I thought I had. I I think I think if this was the first Venom movie, I would be relatively excited for this. I think Andy Serkis is a voice that I'd like to hear in this particular <laughs> intellectual property. I, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> <laughs> what a dumbass! <laughs> it was my own joke, and I <laughs> what what happened, Jeremy, was in your mind. You remembered you'd made a joke about Andy Circus, and you'd made a joke about Chris Cooper, but you didn't remember that it wasn't that it was Shalto Copley. Because without that, your joke is nonsense. It's utter nonsense. <laughs> I, I did what Hollywood's done. I forgot who Shalto Copley is. <laughs> um, so this is yeah. I mean, this is a case of like the first one wasn't very good, and it's like well. What reason do I have to be like? Well, part of me thinks, you know, part of me is cautiously optimistic yeah. that it, it is like this could be writing the wrongs of the first one. Mm. But that's always a, a bad start to a series, you know, <laughs> when it writes yeah, yeah, the wrongs yeah. of the first one. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm excited to see Carnage and. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I think this is going to go right in and then back out of cinemas like a turd in the wind. Oh, a Venom reference. Jeremy. <laughs> um, so 2nd of July, we've got Top Gun Maverick. Nothing. Nothing to say about this. This is this is, this is is exactly what, for me, this is exactly what um, AJ said about Kingsman. Yeah. Like, like when you first hear Like you hear can't wait that- to see what overtly sexual thing Matthew Vaughn puts into <laughs> no, when- Top Gun when Maverick. You, when you first hear that, like, you know, Tom Cruise is revisiting the character of Top, you know, the whole Top Gun thing, you're like, oh, that's so cool. And then, like, a year, a year and a half goes by while they film it, and then they're going to release it, and then they don't release it, and then another year goes by, and then it's just like, oh, yeah, that yeah. movie still hasn't come out. Okay. This yeah. is, like, I reckon, provided that COVID goes away within the next year, which is 
I don't want to sound like I think that's going to happen. Well, Just, it depends on what you mean by COVID going away, like, like being able to return to cinemas and COVID yeah, going away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, if, if that happens, I reckon in 10 years, this era of film is going to be a fascinating thing to look at because of exactly what we're saying, where it's, mm. it's movies that expired because like expired on the shelf and not yeah. for, not for any, not for any obvious reasons, not for any surface level reasons. It's not like they're about something that wouldn't apply, but it's, it is um, abusing, not abusing, but like, misusing stretching. stretching 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 what hype is you know yes, like yeah hu- exactly humans- the marketing period yeah yeah we're, we're actually it's really interesting actually noticing the kind of like movie marketing kind of tactics of yeah. releasing the fact that they're making a movie the star maybe does an interview and mentions that they're going to be re- filming a movie soon like mm. we're used to these beats and this kind of rhythm of like over a couple of years and it, it leads us into it and then all of a sudden we're totally out of whack yeah. and we're we're noticing how yeah, odd absolutely. it feels and like no time to die has ha- will have had three marketing campaigns by the time it comes out and that's if it doesn't get delayed Four. and promoted again and like that's a movie where what there have been three trailers for it already what are they going to do for the next like what well, and the theme song got released yeah like like a year the, ago the hype and the movie are so disconnected now it's it is so fascinating Oh, do you think they might actually re-record and do another theme song? I'd God, be stoked. I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like last year, the thing we were most excited for about No Time to Die was working out who would do the theme song, and now we've heard it a year ago, and we're like, ah, eh, whatever. <laughs> um, so uh, also that day we got Minions: The Rise of Gru. Mm. Again, and then this didn't come out <laughs> already. Yeah. Um, so 9th of July, we've got Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, um, which is a Marvel film. Um, this one is like, obviously it'll be good. I'm sure. I'm sure I'll enjoy it. I'm definitely going to see it. Um, but I just don't know enough about it to really form an opinion on it, to have any kind of hot take. So the Ten Rings is, is like famously the Mandarins syndicate, which was referenced in the original Iron Man film. Um, and then yeah. the Mandarin, of course, was revealed to be a fraud in Iron Man 3, but then revealed that there is a real Mandarin in uh, a one-shot short film called All Hail the King. And I uh, there was a, I don't think, I think this has been debunked, but there was a rumor for a while that um, a female was cast in, as the Mandarin. And I thought that was such a funny idea because the Mandarin being Trevor Slattery in Iron Man 3 was l- like, divided like a lot of people in terms of those who thought it was a good twist and those who thought it was a bad twist and it's so funny to me that to be to marvel be like no don't don't worry don't worry don't worry we're gonna do a real mandarin and then (laughs) make the mandarin a lady i think that would piss off the same people and be very (laughs) very fun um like got you again um but i think it's been confirmed since then that um, yeah it's um tony uh leon yeah that's disappointing i i thought i thought that would have been so funny um, um, that is so AJ to get excited about something that didn't end up actually happening. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just really loved how it was going to be. Oh, no, uh, it's not. Uh, <laughs> it would have really pissed off. The- oh, no, it's not. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so this is being directed by Destin Daniel Critton, who made um, uh, Short Term 12 and Just Mercy. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, Samu Lu, um, 
this is going to be his breakout role, presumably. But everything I've seen him, like he just, seems like a very charismatic dude, and he's he's very cool on Twitter. Mm. Uh, but also stars Aquafina. Um, oh. so that'll be fun. Do you like Aquafina, Richard? Um, I don't really have an opinion on it, to be honest. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got me. Um, and this was filmed in Australia. So that's all I have to say about that. Um, the Forever Purge, one we talked about last year. This is interesting because this this came. I remember this being like, oh, we're making the Forever Purge, and it's the last one, and um, it's got a really cool premise, and that's all they would say. Um, and now we kind of know the plot. So the last uh, Purge film was called The Purge Election Year, and it was um, uh, it was about a presidential election, and kind of one of the main campaigns was abolishing the Purge. So following the presidential elections from the last year and the abolition of the Purge, a Mexican couple escaping from a drug cartel is stranded on a Texas ranch. There they will be at the mercy of a group of outsiders who decide to unlawfully continue their own purge so which, like um, QAnon people well it's just like i don't know that doesn't seem like a very exciting premise to me it's just like people just are doing it themselves i guess i'm sure i've said this the last time we discussed purge movies i've missed the it's like it doesn't exist for me i've never seen one yeah me too i've never i never even heard of them until there were like three movies out um yeah i, I've, I, I yeah, for some for someone who who who, who, who like cut his teeth on d- analyzing franchises, this one completely slipped past me the entire Did time. Did they even release the original Purge movie in New Zealand? Because I feel like they didn't. I actually don't think they did. I think you might be right. Maybe yeah. that's why. Uh, so we didn't get the first John Wick either. Um, Mm. But uh, I've seen the first purge and the first purge. I've heard you that I've seen. make that joke on at least two other versions of this no, podcast. No, you haven't. No, no, you haven't. No one's ever made that joke. <laughs> and and I just absolutely love the like little smile that you get on your face as you're making it. You're like, whoa, I'm so clever. It's the, it's whoa, their fault for calling me. it the first purge. <laughs> look at me. It's part of my life. All right. Well, do you guys want to bring up the next one? What is it? Do you know there's a parody of The Purge called Meet the Blacks? Oh, yeah. So that's something fun. Anyway, oh, here's a fun one to talk about. 16th of July. Um, this is another Warner Brothers HBO Max deal. Um, Space Jam, A New Legacy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. I can't fucking wait. I can't fucking wait. <laughs> it is very funny to watch the HBO Max trailer. They released a trailer the other day that was every movie that's coming simultaneous release to HBO Max this year. And it start. It has the first footage of Space Jam, A New Legacy in it, um, which is LeBron James and Bugs Bunny staring up at horror and something. And then seconds later, you hear Daniel Kailua from um, <laughs> the Judas and the Black Messiah going, I am a revolutionary. And it's so funny to see something so serious happen right after seeing Bugs Bunny and LeBron James standing next to each other. Um, I thought that was very funny. Now, what what is interesting about um, Space Jam and New Legacy, and for years they've been speculating about Space Jam 2. Since it came out, there have been you know rumblings and things every couple of years. Um, and the, the question was always like, which basketballer will it be? Or will it be Space Jam or something else Jam? Um, and what it seems to be the biggest twist of the century is that it looks like they are not replacing the basketball aspect nor the space aspect, but the Looney Tunes aspect is like part of it, but it's actually going to be about um, 
crossing through like a bunch of different Warner Bros properties. Maybe they'll what? even go and see Judas and the Black Messiah. We don't know at this point. <laughs> but, but it's gonna it's gonna have like the mask is, is reportedly gonna be in it. Pennywise is reportedly gonna be in it. And what? That's that is the the like I don't want to call this movie genius, but that is the like the like oh yeah thing for me is that it's not really and I'm sure Looney Tunes will be like the bedrock of the concept. Yeah that that'll be like a fun little third act thing. Yeah. It's also not confirmed anywhere. This is um based on uh leaked stills from a cast rap party. A a plot synopsis was released that said that they explore the worlds of other Warner Brothers properties. I just like I I don't I think it is mainly going to be Looney Tunes. But <laughs> genuinely could you imagine the, the movie executive going, you know, hey, Space Jam was really popular with the kids. And you know why? They really love watching basketball players in a movie. They don't really care about Bugs Bunny and all the Looney Tunes. Like, those aren't the, those aren't the characters that really get kids I going. Mean, sure, but is, has, has, have Looney Tunes or has Space Jam stuck with like kids today like i don't think that's any more no, um, in, in terms of what appeals to kids like cartoons interacting with their favorite basketball players the cartoon factor is the thing that's like the novelty right it's not you're right yeah yeah it, that's the thing that makes it an appropriate kids movie not pennywise the clown yeah look anyway <laughs> i mean i've said this before i love looney tunes looney tunes are are the best um but i don't think space jam's a very good movie and i no. have no reason to think this will be a very good movie either no but maybe also it will be. i, I, I I'm fucking is, cannot wait is there any um is there any word on whether or not kobe bryant was in this movie uh, because that like if they had released this movie last year like a few months after his death that would have been one thing Mm. but to release a movie that features kobe bryant like more than a year after his death just again we're really reaching the window of yeah it it, it doesn't say anywhere that kobe bryant's in this right i can tell you that lebron james has been attached to this since like 2011 like it's been a long time coming Oh right, okay. Mm. I, it's just it's just interesting thinking about doing like a sort of zeitgeisty movie about kind of the best basketball players in the world, mm. like who have that reputation, mm. and kind of like Kobe not being around it, mm. and doing one every twenty five years. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we've also got another Cinderella movie coming out that same day, starring. Do you guys know about this? Starring whom? Uh, James Corden. Oh lord. Wait, what is it? Yeah. Cinderella. Richard, I can barely hear you, dude. Where, where is the microphone? It stars Cinderella. Well, it stars James Corden. As Cinderella? As, um, as the ugly stepsister. No, James Corden is... Oh, no, I remember. This, uh, James Corden and John Mulaney. John, James Corden and John Mulaney and uh, Ramesh uh, Rangan... God, I've never had to say his last name out loud. Ramesh Ranganathan. Yeah, um, as the, the, the um, mice. What is this a Disney thing? Um, no, it's, um, it's just a musical. It's, uh, uh, Camilla Cabello's playing Cinderella. Billy Porter's in it as the, as a genderless fairy godparent. What's this movie called? Adele Dazeem. Adele Dazeem! Cinderella's stepmother. Um, it's called Cinderella. Right. Pierce Brosnan as King Rowan. Wow. I mean, they're which, which studio has done this? Uh, Wait, when you said yeah. Adele Dazeem, did you mean Adina Menzel? Yes. 
Right. Yes. Oh, Jenny okay. Menzel is. Oh, she's the evil stepmother. That's awesome. Mm. Wow, this is wickedly stacked. talented. Missy Elliott's in it as the ta- mini driver. As the town crier. That's hilarious. Why does James Corden? Finagle his way into all these big cast movies. It's because it's a musical, <laughs> and so they James Corden is one person. Oh, what? He's like the the ugly kid you don't want to invite to the party, and by ugly I mean ugly on the inside. I'm not being superficial. I invite ugly people to all my parties. Um, what? Uh, <laughs> James Corden has announced a um, uh, he's like pairing with Weight Watchers. Oh, is Lord. this part of the, do a big... the Cinderella thing? Oh, guys, no, no, no. This, no. It's produced by James Corden, and the story is by James Corden. Oh, God. Oh, so he did, He made this because... This is him. Pe- this is, this is people literally... People are going so sour on him, they've stopped inviting him to things. Screw you guys. I'll make my own musical. <laughs> yeah. I do love Billy Porter as Fab G, a genderless, very godparent. That'll be fun. So, um, 30th of July, a film which um, at one point, I know, AJ, you were certainly excited for, but maybe the hype has run out, and that is Jungle Cruise. Oh, no, I'm still <laughs> fully on board the hype cruise for this. I, just, I do not. I fucking do not care. Eh? I'm I just so into think it. it could be fun. I just think it could be fun. I don't know. Oh, who cares? I do. <laughs> the Rock's in it and Emily Blunt's in it. Those two things are the only thing I need to know. Oh, this film's not going to be that good. I'll give you 20 bucks. I'll give you 20 bucks. I, I'll take it. I'm not making a bet, but you just <laughs> said you'd give me 20 bucks, and I'm not going to turn that down. Who would have thought that Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle and its sequel would be any good, though? Me. No, you didn't. Whatever. Yes, I fucking did. As soon as I saw that trailer, I said, you know what? I have no attachment to the first one, but it looks fucking dope. Whatever. No, Richard, the, the 20 right. bucks I'm giving you is in the form of a ticket to go see the movie with me. Oh. Oh, I'll still take it. <laughs> yeah, joke's on you, Richard. I just meant I was going to shout you to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 30th of July as well, we've got a film called The Green Knight, which is uh, one that... Oh, yeah. It's one of those ones that people keep on being like, oh my gosh, just give us The Green Knight. I don't really know that much about it. It's like a media. I keep. I'm. I'm holding two microphones and I keep banging them together. So if you're hearing a bang, that's what that is. Um, the Green Knight. Uh, yeah. So it's like a medieval fantasy, but also hints of a horror. Um, stars uh, Dev Patel. I well, feel well, like I saw the trailer for this 18 months ago. Yeah, me too. Um, and it, and it looked. Which I know why. I'm not mystified by that. Yeah, um, there was a big pandemic. Yeah, sorry, you're right. Um, but like I I that is this is all just to say I've like forgotten almost everything about it. So I don't. Yeah. Yeah. It looks very like kind of like uh, medieval gritty in that kind of way that um, Guy Ritchie's. Um, Arthur movie was and just <laughs> like in a very sort of fake Ooh. fake gritty kind of way. Exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but Dev Patel is always insanely watchable, so I'll totally watch it. Yeah. What 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 when you say people have been saying give us a Green Knight movie, what property is it from? Oh no, I mean like like this is dropped. one of the ones that people are like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm I just want the Green Knight. Like I don't care about any other movies delayed because of COVID? Oh, I just right. want the okay. Green Knight, and I'm like, okay, I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just—I mean, I'm sure it'll be good, but I just—it's yeah, it's based on an Arthurian legend, so um, Gawain and the Green Knight. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. So we're also um, are on August sixth. 
uh, Warner Brothers HBO Max deal, The Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn. Um, and so we recently saw a kind of uh, like a sizzle reel for this, um, which showed off all the characters. Uh, looks fun. A lot of the character designs are very fun. A lot of people touting this as their most anticipated of the year, and I can understand that. Um, I yeah. think that I'm I I'm very interested in a movie with a a cast as big as this because it sounds like the joke is that that several of them are expendable. Um, yeah, that they're all going to die. Yeah, like, yeah. You only really have to protect like there are only a few of them that have plot armor. And I think James Gunn even came out and said like all deaths are final and no one is safe, which I guess you would say that, but I can't see them killing off Mm. Harley Quinn in this movie. So is this just a complete reboot? I mean, it's, it shares some of the same cast, but yes. Wow. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's like a retooling, I guess. It's Um, so it's, it's like a second try essentially. It's the same thing as Venom. Let them be carnage basically. And it's set on like a, a, um, a tropical island and it's supposed to be inspired by like a 1970s war action film or something yeah. like that it's so interesting to watch dc like just try fuck it up and then try again fuck that up and then give it just another mm-hmm. go it's like it's like watching like a really inspirational movie about you know some kid who's just not talented at all but has like <laughs> all the gumption and will in the world yeah. and so just like doesn't take no for an answer and just keeps going but that's also kind of creatively um, freeing, right? Like, it's a blank slate. It's like, yeah, fuck it, do it again. Like, for years, the only things that have stopped um, good movies from being made is they already tried to do it once and it was bad, you know? And now we're at a yeah. point where, like, DC especially, after, like, the famous Batman and Robin Batman Begins gap, is, like, they're just going, like, well, whatever. Like, let's just try again. And it's like, maybe more movies should do that. I feel like the failures do compound, though. Like, like right now, DC's brand value in my mind is so, so basement level. Like, there's just but it, I, it's better than it was a few years ago. Really? Oh yeah. When when all their movies were Man of Steel, the Batman v Superman, and Justice League, like Wonder Woman was like the lone good spot. Now we've had Shazam, um, oh, a movie yeah. you loved. I love you Shazam. loved Shazam. We had Joker. We had Joker. Like there's there, there's a lot more good faith for them now. <laughs> I, love, I love that you mentioned Joker as like, you know, we all loved Joker. <laughs> well, I didn't, but I know you two did, so I was being considerate. Um like we got him. There's, there's a we made him a better person. Uh, there, there's, <laughs> there is absolutely more stock in them nowadays. I think, and I think this will be good. I think this will probably be good. I think mm. James Gunn is a a filmmaker who um it, it gels very well with studios unless <laughs> unless they find out about things he tweeted eight years ago. Um, but like <laughs> he, there, there are directors who was talking about this. Was it you, Richard? Who was talking to me about this? Maybe it was on the podcast <laughs> that there are directors who can't work with studios and then there are directors who can and it's got nothing to do with whether or not they are um, like... Uh, Good directors or not. Well, no, well, like... Because like, you you think of it as being like, well, they have too much of a vision. Yeah, yeah, so but it's not that at all. Studio. Yeah. It's, it's finding the middle ground. Like, I mean, yeah, something like, like Guardians of the Galaxy is is very much like a... And I mean, fucking Thor Ragnarok and the fact that Thor Ragnarok went well and now they're like, cool, do whatever you want, Taika. Yeah. 
which like something someone like Edgar Wright potentially we don't really know the true story um isn't one of those directors and so he was yeah. had, had Ant-Man taken off him um, and the same can be said for several other Star Wars directors yeah fucking all of them <laughs> but yeah th- this is an incredible cast and the, the other interesting thing about this so John Cena also stars in this uh, as Peacemaker who's kind of a descri- he, he described him as a douchey Captain America um He's a ruthless killer who achieve, who believes in achieving peace at any cost. Um, but there's a, a a TV show based on Peacemaker yeah, in development, right. um, which James Gunn was in lockdown and instead of taking a break, wrote a TV series. And so now they're up in Vancouver shooting that. That's crazy. I mean, good on him. Like, fucking sweet. That'd be like, if you've got it, you know, <laughs> do it. Flaunt it. If you've got it, flaunt it. And in this case, incredible writing talent and an incredible drive to keep writing. Why, and also a lot of money. Uh, Sorry? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Uh, So same day as Suicide Squad, we've got Hotel Transylvania 4. Did you guys know that there was a fourth? No one wants this. Not even the kids who enjoyed Hotel Transylvania 1 to 3. It just just seems like such a trilogy movie. Series. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's insane that you'd make a fourth one. Where's your microphone, um, Richard? Four is such you a are, weird number for a film are franchise. You minuscule right now. I can't hear you at all. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Here we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, because like, it's annoying because I really love and want to support Jindy Tartofsky, uh, who made the series. And I feel like mm. or, like he's quite a... um. Like, he's a very, like, internet popular, like, a lot of dudes on the internet are real into Samurai Jack and, yeah. and Primal. But then, like, his his most prolific work is Hotel Transylvania, and all his stands are kind of like, oh, yeah, there's Hotel Transylvania, and it's like, oh, please, please make something else instead. <laughs> uh, it looks like he's not making the fourth one. Oh, well, good. He's better than it. Well, he is making something else instead. <laughs> What is he making? Probably Primal Season 2, which apparently is excellent. I've not seen it. Uh, He's probably making royalties from the characters that he created. (laughs) Very cool. Um, So 13th of August, we've got Deep Water. Now, this is the um, erotic thriller starring Ben Affleck and Anadamas, um, who broke oh, up this week. Yeah, yes. last this time last year when we discussed this, we were like, ooh, an erotic thriller starting those two. And then a week later, it turned out they were dating. And now we're still talking about it because, of course, it got delayed and they've just broken up. And there were paparazzi photos of someone taking a life-size <laughs> cardboard cutout of Anadamas out of Ben Affleck's house. That's Something so like. Funny. So much story can be inferred here. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. That is, yeah. That, oh, I just love that out of the out of the two of them in that couple, she's the one who had a life size cardboard <laughs> cut out of her, even though he's the one who's actually done movies where he's been an action movie. Yeah, true. He was Daredevil. <laughs> so uh, same day as that, we got Don't Breathe too. Remember Don't Breathe? Oh yeah, you can now. Wow, I didn't know they were doing a sequel. So we've also got Bios, which is a film I learned of its existence last year when I was looking making this list. Um, stars Tom Hanks as the last man on Earth, and he builds a robot to look after his dog after he's gone. And I believe that robot is played by Caleb Landry Jones. And Jeremy, I I somewhat remember you saying this movie was going to be like boomer propaganda, basically. Um it's going to like play off the fears of of your legacy going nowhere, something like that. Um, anyway, sounds interesting. 
Maybe it will be. That's a that's some intense um mm. intense it was analysis. Very wise. It's some intense analysis from me when I literally do not remember anything about this movie. No. Like I don't even remember talking about it at all. <laughs> I, I thought it was a very wise um kind of statement as well. So Oh, thank you. Wow. Is it, can you still take credit for it if you don't remember it? Who knows? Mm. That's that's. Well, I, this is very relevant to our conversation about whether or not you can still refer to a to an to a director as great if their, if oh. their later work was terrible. Mm. <laughs> if they're Zemeckian, yeah, is that what Zemeckian means, or does it mean movies like Zemeckis? <laughs> we may we may never know. We got Zemeckian move like Zemeckis. We got that move. <laughs> Movies like wow. You're bringing a real energy here, Richard, <laughs> in the third hour. I'd it's say I'm dancing. I've got these moves like Zemeckis. I was I was drunk when we started this podcast, and boy, is that gone, that energy. I didn't know you were drunk. I was wasted. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. This is entirely news to me. Why? Well, I didn't want you guys to knock on me. I didn't want you guys to be worried. <laughs> But now I, that I'm sober, I can tell you I'm an alcoholic and I need your help. <laughs> um, so the hitman's wife's bodyguard. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Leave me alone, Ryan Reynolds. Leave me alone. Um, poor Patrol the movie. Hey, cab. <laughs> <laughs> All canines are bastards. Hey. Oh. Uh, Candyman, a film which Jeremy knows entirely too much about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Still looks good, mate. Hey, see, my hype hasn't died down for that because it was always set at a very moderate Mm. level. Nia DaCosta, the director, is um, uh, doing Captain Marvel 2. So there's something. This something one that I might actually be kind of interested in is uh, 27th of August, we're getting The Beatles Get Back. Uh, the title, which is the title I suggested for um, yesterday, before we knew the title of it, but this is um, Peter Jackson's documentary, um, which is uh, there's like hours and hours of footage of the recording, uh, the Beatles recording "Let It Be," and that's uh, never been released before, and he's making it into a movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'll be good. There was like a teaser on Disney Plus. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I like I don't think the movie's being released on Disney Plus. <laughs> I mean, maybe it is, <laughs> what? but that's so weird. But yeah, it's like a five minute he said like this isn't a trailer, this isn't a clip from the film, this just kind of shows you the vibe of the film. Which so is what a trailer like, is. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's not like it, it it like lets scenes play out and it's kind of like it's not very focused. Um but it's like it, it, I'm sure it'll be fascinating footage, and especially if you're into the Beatles, um, this is a a a rare insight into, um, you know, what it was like in the recording studio. But it's crazy that there's out like seventy hours of footage or something that have just been sitting on a shelf for decades, and it's like when you think the Beatles are like that, they every every single thing would have been would have been dug up by now. Yeah, and there's already a thousand documentaries about them. Surely, so mm. I'm like I'm I'm kind of. I I hesitate to say this because of what's happened in in Peter Jackson's career, but I kind of want him to stop making documentaries with found footage and get back to actually making movies. But then I was about to say I I want him to only do this and stop making movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I never saw um they shall not grow old, but apparently it was excellent. Yeah, it's absolutely mm. incredible. Yeah, 
Oh, nice. Weird that you think that, and yet you're like, but he should get back to well, his I just, inferior. I don't know. I just there's <laughs> only so, there's only so many times you can go back to the well for something like that, right? Like mm. I don't know. Well, no, or, or he's pivoting. Like maybe he's discovered he does this better. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if it keeps him away from the Tolkien's legacy, all power to it. <laughs> I, ret- I think he's very keen to stay away. I, ret- from I retract legacy. my previous statements. <laughs> September third, Jackass four. <laughs> what I'm sure will be a very, very sad film. This is this is literally what Borat Two should have been like. You know, this like Jackass. <laughs> the, the, the feel of Jackass Four coming at us is how we would have all felt yeah. if we had been told earlier on in the year that the mm. Borat Two was coming out. Yeah. Um. Mm. So this is um, the Borat Two. <laughs> the Borat. Uh, it was. Uh, we made the, the news recently because uh, Johnny Knoxville and Steve O were hospitalized due to onset injuries because they're and, like 50 um, now. <laughs> Bam Margera did a um, did like a video, for, I think he was filming a cameo, um, you know, the, the website where you can get fucking celebrities to shout you out. Um, and he's like in hospital, um, <laughs> waiting for them. And like, because like Bam Margera is just like, just makes me sad now. I mean, like it, he's he's gone through a lot of shit, especially with the um, with the death of Ryan Dunn. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this is not just really sad. Yeah, mm. yeah, really. I heard Steve O talk a couple years back about his um like stand up show where he just gets a professional wrestler to choke him till he passes out, and <laughs> that's the bit. And I was like, man, this dude has got a, this is all he knows, you know? This is yeah. all Steve-O knows is to hurt himself for entertainment. And I'm worried about Steve-O. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about Mr. Stephen O. Um, but like, the thing is that this, this, this brand of humor is just so deeply like mid 2000s and We've all moved on from that kind of humor. Like you get, like it's it's like if Ashton Kutcher, you know, said that him and Dax Shepard were coming back for another season of Punked. You know, like it's like instead mm. he's saving women from a lifetime of sex slavery. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's modern comedy. No, no. Ashton Kutcher knew to keep up with the times. Why can't Johnny Knoxville? It's reverse Punked. He's unpunked. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, so I, I morbid, morbidly curious is my um, anticipation of that movie. I hope I hope we see them poop on another dollhouse. That's the one sketch I remember from Jackass Number Two was them pooping on a dollhouse. <laughs> do you guys know there's a Resident Evil movie coming out? I do. It has um, Kaya Scottalaria in it. Oh yeah, as Jill Jill Valentine. Yeah, so this will be she's playing Claire Redfield. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's the other one. There's two female protagonists of resident evil this this will be the first great video game movie <laughs> isn't it it's funny though isn't it that it's like things that are outdated or don't work video game movies zombie movies resident evil movies <laughs> so it's like all, all rolled into one let's try and make this happen gang let's just pull up our bootstraps and really try and make this one happen but without <laughs> many of it yeah it's, a, it's like a straight reboot as well like it's it's oh yeah i couldn't remember if, if resident again. evil already existed or not oh there are seven there's so evil many movies. like i've managed to get through my life without even coming close to seeing one of them so i'm gonna yeah, this like, is the seventh second second one do you want to really cool moment i remember in the second one sure. from when i was 12 
um, where the the villain it's right at the end of the movie the villain who's in the in the helicopter leaving with the heroes um they they kick him out they're like no you have to stay behind with the zombies and they kick him out of the helicopter he falls to the ground um and he's he's desperately crawling away and he start they leave him a gun to to shoot himself with and he starts shooting at the zombies and he he realizes he's not going to do it and so he puts the trigger to his head and pulls it and it, it goes tick and then he looks down and the zombie of the father that was a good guy who he killed earlier in the film is the one to deliver the 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 bite to the villain. That's how the villain dies in Resident Evil Apocalypse. And it was good stuff. It was really good stuff. God, it was good. And the 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 thing is is that you don't get you don't get action like that anymore. Resident Evil Apocalypse 2004 was the height of cinema the height of action <laughs> and and and, the height- and in conclusion ladies and gentlemen <laughs> thank you for coming to my talk um thank you for coming to my z talk the z i think you know what it stands for all right after that we've got a film which puts annette benning russell brand dawn french kenneth in Brenner, a cage gal gadot uh jennifer saunders and Letitia Wright. Wait, isn't this just that trapped like, isn't this on a just... boat with a one hundred percent cannibal army hammer? It's death on oh. the Nile. Oh my god, Army Hammer's in there. He's this will be his last film, surely. <laughs> like he, imagine being his 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 PR right now. Mm. They must be like, look, we were ready for like a a sex scandal, but he's a cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> Um, man, that's crazy. That is that is insane. I don't know. I think that um, I wish I liked Murder on the Orient Express enough to be excited for this, but I never saw I it. Know. But I've heard it's passable. Yeah, I just wish it was better. And I'll see this maybe on when it goes straight to streaming the same day that it releases in theaters. Mm. I'm pretty interested to see what happens um, with the whole cannibal thing. He's denied it. Ah, oh, he's denied it. Okay. That's different from the quote, I am 100% a cannibal. <laughs> Which is allegedly attributed to um, It's screen grabs. It's screen grabs of text messages. I'm just, I literally, I had not heard about this. And then I, I'm just reading it now. I'm like, un- mm. what do you think? It's like unverified screen grabs of extremely lurid text messages allegedly sent by actor Army Hammer. Like, Do you like how unambiguous the line "I am one hundred percent a cannibal" is? That's my favorite thing about it. It leaves no wiggle room. He doesn't say "I'm sort of a cannibal" or "I have a cannibal fetish." He says "I am one hundred percent a cannibal." I want to eat. It's but very also, funny. the wiggle room is that he may have not have sent these. Right. The wiggle room is that it's completely like possible to just change someone some random numbers name in your phone to army hammer which is so which is such a funny thing to do army (laughs) hammer (laughs) yes this is the celebrity i'm picking army hammer how are we gonna bring him down for 10 years didn't you (laughs) social network nothing else for like a decade but he's back he was in call me by your name yeah that was like a decade later that was almost a decade later i said like a decade seven years is like a decade Army Hammer, take notes. This is how you establish wiggle room. <laughs> this is this is actually so amazing. The Rolling Stone article has the best line. That said, there is no reason to believe that Hammer has actually murdered and ingested an individual. If he had, one can only assume the promotional tour for the Lone Ranger would have been much less boring. <laughs> <laughs> 
calling out the promotional tour, not just the film. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same day as that. We've got something a little bit more family friendly than a cannibal. Um, The Boss Baby, Family Business. Now there's two babies. This is a very interesting sequel because the Boss Baby, for those who haven't seen it, is a lot weirder than you may think it is on the outset because it's about a boy who has a baby or his his little brother and he's a boss. Like he's like a capitalist. He wears a a capitalist pig. Yeah, you've all seen it, or yeah. at least know about it. Then they made a, a, a Netflix series called Boss Baby Back in Business. And in that, it's like the further adventures of these two kids who you see grown up in by the end of the first film, right? Mm. So it's presumably set between the end of the first film and the like epilogue of the first film. Now, this film is about they're both all grown up. We see them as grown ups, And then the main character now has a kid who is, who is a boss baby, a lady boss baby, a girl mm, boss Amy baby. Amy Sedaris from uh, Budget Horseman. Yeah. And she then transforms them both into babies. Um, or no, that she transforms um, um, Toby Maguire's character back into a kid. Who's now played by James Marsden. Okay. And um, they are now both babies in modern day and have to take down Jeff Goldblum, who's playing some baby-focused Dr. villain. Dr. Erwin Armstrong. And, and what a crazy way to sequel this. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> not just, just set it after the first one. Yeah, yeah. They've made, they've made such a strange decision here for the sake of, like, withholding the continuity of a netflix series that no one's ever seen it's very interesting man and i will not see this movie i will not i will not (laughs) oh we will we're gonna go at like 9 a.m that was what i suggested we do for the first (laughs) i wanted to have the least enjoyable experience as possible um so september 24th the many saints of newark uh this is the sopranos film I'm going to watch The Sopranos this year. Right, we'll keep us updated. Just in time for this. There's also an untitled My Little Pony movie coming out. Like in the canon of Friendship is Magic or a new thing? Uh, (laughs) Unclear. I recognize that you said words that must have to do with My Little Pony, but I genuinely have no idea what any of them meant. (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, here's a film um, which uh, I know you want to talk about, AJ, or you did at one point at least. Uh, Dune. Oh. Dune. Denis Villeneuve's Dune. Um, now, I saw the trailer for this when I went to go see Tenet, and you guys did not believe me. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I think you still probably don't, but I, one, I 100%, as sure as Army Hammer is a cannibal, <laughs> I saw this trailer at Tenet. And it was like, this is before it had been released online. It was just, it was the opening shot of... Um, Timothy Chalamet and Charlotte Rampling. And she says, put your hand in this box. And he says, what's in there? And she says something like, it's pain. And then it just showed all the main characters. And it's a Dune trailer coming Tuesday. Okay. Oh, yeah. It was the, it was the character release or the character yeah. profile we, thing. We can we can talk a bit more about Dune more than we did last year because we've seen a trailer now. Yeah. Um, it has been delayed. But you went fucking nuts for it last year. Yeah, no, I'm still I'm still this the hype hasn't died down. I think it's certainly more at risk because I feel like this movie, should it go straight to streaming, um, will not have the impact that it needs to the, have. The, to, there is potential to for this one the, to get a, a a 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a uh, full full yeah. release. Are, are you still a are you still a Junatech? I'm still AJ? I'm still looking forward to June. Jeremy, but are you a Junatech? I refuse to comply to this <laughs> uh, this <laughs> adolescent term. Um, the, I saw one tweet that was like. Uh, if June goes straight to streaming, get ready for a lot of three star, th- two to three star reviews from people who watched it while looking at their phone. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, this has to go to cinemas. No, who watched it on their phones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that um, the the trailer looked really cool. I'm no more or less hyped for it after seeing the trailer. And yeah, I also the trailer feel didn't like, wow me, but I was no. like, eh, whatever, I'm gonna see it. I, I'm also very cautious of being shown and finding out too much before yes. i see it yeah um i've got a fr- i've got a friend who loves june and is just champing at the bit to tell me what happens in it so i already know probably more than i want to know about it and um, which is hard right because it's this revered sci-fi t- touchstone that um that i'm trying to say i don't want to know anything about and like yeah so i i am looking forward to it i i've i still think it could be incredible but i think the odds are stacked against it now with the pandemic yeah i mean it's still the same movie that no, it was it's not. they changed yeah it. yeah but i'm i'm more i'm not saying that it'll be a worse movie i'm saying that it's half of the book first of all like they've split the book into yeah, two. The, yeah. The, and that second half has is an uphill battle to be made exactly yeah and that's that's just the first book they're supposed to be making the whole series wow right? and there's a tv show as well yeah yeah so we've also got the Adams Family too. I'm sure you're just as excited for. Absolutely. I think the thing is the the odds are stacked against the Adams Family too. There won't be an Adams Family three. There's no but, way. Yeah, well, not when, with. When the was there an Adams Family one? Uh, last year. What? Two years ago. Yeah. 2019. Finn Wolfhard was in it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, it was real bad. We probably talked about it on the most disappointing. We probably of did. Yeah, and it had um. Oscar Isaac as Gomez Adams and oh, um, yeah. Charlize Theron as Morticia, which is like perfect casting for a live action film. But it wasn't live action. It was animated and apparently oh. not very good. Oh, that's no. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah oh, I, yeah. I'm now getting somewhat flashbacks about this. <laughs> <laughs> so 8th of October, we just found this out today or a couple of days ago when you listen to this. Uh, no time to die. We've got plenty mm. of time to die because this bloody keeps getting uh, bloody... I feel delayed. like we already talked about this on this episode. We, we did. did. Let's, let's skip this. Let's skip this. <laughs> well, we didn't actually say what we think of the film. One thing I didn't say at the time, I really feel sorry for Daniel Craig. Yeah. He's like, all right, fine, I'll do one more James Bond movie. And then mm. he has to do a two-year campaign. Well, honestly. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's not just the movie. It's like literally the way they're talking about it. It's like literally the whole British film industry is kind of relying on, like all of the movie theatres are kind of relying on Bond mm. to be like that one big movie that brings everyone back to the cinema experience. And so it's like, mm. you know, yeah. like Daniel Craig could be like, oh, you know, screw the American movie studios. I, I can't be bothered being their puppet anymore but like literally he's like the sort of avatar for the entire like movie industry in britain now (laughs) very funny man that's so funny um same day as that though here's something fresh to talk about morbius starring jared leto as michael morbius morbius the living vampire but also starring michael keaton the female francis mcdormand the male francis (laughs) mcdormand the the male chris cooper 
yeah, so this is this is kind of the the first. I mean, there might be some kind of thing going on in Venom. Let there be carnage. But this the trailer for this had Spider Man in it, but it was it was the PS4 render of Spider Man from the game. Um, and then it has Michael Keaton presumably playing uh, Adrian Terms the Vulture. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see this kind of film, what what it does with the kind of Venn diagram of the MCU. Um, but obviously, you know, it's got Jared Leto, who's always fantastic Finally, to watch. Jared Leto plays what he is, a living vampire. Mm. Mm. It's good casting, I'll give it that. Um, oh, I, Jesus I, we, Christ. We, what? A giant fucking... Jared Leto just came gigantic in. Gigantic moth, holy fuck. I mean, moths fuck. are just velvet friends that fly. No, I don't know, what. I think it might be a cockroach, but it's... Fucking okay, I'm sorry. There's a massive difference between a cockroach and a moth. One flies. No, it was flying around. It looked like a moth, but holy fuck, that's. Terrifying. I think it's Jared Leto, dude. <laughs> oh the living God. vampire. Let's wrap this up. I cannot be in this room much longer. <laughs> if this if this fucking comes near me, I'm I'm calling it quits. Wow, I I did not know this about you, Richard. Um, <laughs> uh, 15th of October, Halloween Kills. I'm I'm very excited for this. We saw a trailer for it. <laughs> the way that you keep looking up, yeah, you, at where it you is, seem is very so distracted. <laughs> I'm incredibly You're like, distracted. Hall- Halloween kills. I'm very excited for this, and I just <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Halloween kills. Uh, yeah, AJ, Jess, you excited? Jess, there's a big bug. Come and kill it. She's not at home. <laughs> She's out. I, I think that Halloween 2018, um, I've yet to be proven that Halloween 2018 needed one sequel, let alone two. So I, I'm not actually that hopeful for this film, but it could be good. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting to do like, yeah, Halloween 2018 kind of had an interesting um, tone to it. I actually think they sacrificed what could have been a cool ending to do um, to for the sake of of green lighting more sequels i think michael myers should have died at the end of halloween 2018 yeah 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 like like it's it seems interesting to do um the kind of pulpy we're doing more sequels he can't be killed kind of thing nowadays but then i'm also excited for a return to that form kind of thing yeah yeah um so after that we got our uh, last night in soho oh yes the edgar wright horror movie which he released pictures of today i think mm. um, uh, yeah th- this is interesting because this is another one where it's like because they're not really calling it like a horror now was it i remember it being announced as like edgar wright's doing a horror movie Woo. and um <laughs> i'm sorry i cannot get over this thing <laughs> it's so big <laughs> do you have any fly spray <laughs> do you have any balls Oh god! Oh fuck! I'm so uncomfortable with this. Oh my gosh! It's um, a, it's a bug, Richard. It's not going to do anything no, to you. You have no idea how big this is. Well, you haven't taken a photo of it, which is the reason we don't know. Oh god! Okay, it's it's landed again. Um, so last time <laughs> Soho, um, uh, this was again delayed. Um, today it's gonna um. Final film appearance from Diana Rigg and uh, Margaret Nolan, who have both passed away. Um, but oh, wow. yeah, it's a, a, a young wannabe fashion designer who mysteriously enters the 1960s to encounter her idol. Um, as does. Interesting. That's I've never heard any of the plot about it at all before. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, eh? Because, um, yeah, I, I was I was kind of sold this as like, oh, Edgar Wright's doing a horror movie, but it looks to be a bit more like a psychological kind of creepy thriller um like oh, yeah. a concept time travel movie 
Yeah, it's um, it's supposed to be inspired by British horror films like Nicholas Rogue's Don't Look Now and Roman Polanski's Repulsion. I mean, this has been my most anticipated for several years now, you know? Yeah. All right. Uh, Eternals. Uh, once called The Eternals, now just called Eternals. And what do we think about that? Yeah, so, well, this is kind of like um, Chloe Zhao's... Um, I'm excited that the fact that this has been moved because this was like we were supposed to last year get Black Widow and Eternals, um, and then they've now put Shang Chi in the middle of that, um, seemingly to put Eternals maybe in like Oscar season in November. Um, so there could be hanging a lot of hopes on this. Um, Chloe Zhao has come out and said that she wrote the script for it and that like you know she was very much allowed to do her own thing. Um, and uh yeah i i like i'm I'm excited for it. i'm excited to see uh yeah there's there's a lot of practical sets by the look of it and and a really like kind of artur artistic director um you know take take on a marvel project like that the the, cool. the the fact that it spans millennia is kind of one of the things that's like i'm a little bit like uh iffy on that it's potentially maybe maybe like too big and too mysterious i i i'm i'll be honest with you guys i'm struggling to talk about movies i remember talking about on the, on the last the right. last time we did well, this. do you remember talking about Baz lerman's elvis no i don't let's talk about it okay well do you know much about it um is it Baz lerman doing an elvis movie uh yeah it's- yes elvis costello <laughs> Very yeah cool. it's um stars uh tom hanks not as, as Elvis. Elvis? As Elvis? Not as Elvis. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, he's playing Colonel Tom Parker. Austin Butler is playing Elvis Presley. Oh, well, that's that's a role made for Austin Butler. <laughs> uh, he plays Tex in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, literally, Elvis Presley's entire life was just to set up a character for Austin Butler to play later on in his life. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. What is Baz Luhrmann's ratio for you guys? Is he? Oh, he's he's always exciting. I've, he I've really... enjoyed one of his films, and it was Moulin Rouge. And I haven't enjoyed. I haven't seen Australia, but I didn't like The Great Gatsby or Romeo Plus Juliet and Strictly Ballrooms. Okay. Yeah, um... I liked Romeo and Juliet. And Moulin Rouge is incredible. Mm. Australia was three films, but he made them one. <laughs> um, and The Great Gatsby was awful. So, yeah, I he's he's just under 50% for me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but he's always interesting. He always swings. It's always a massive speaking swing. Speaking of interesting, do you know what's interesting? A big fucking dog. Um, because we got there's Clifford. a big dog in your room now Clifford, as well. The big red dog. No, I wish you <laughs> could eat this fucking bug. Oh my god! Yeah, well, the the Clifford the big red jo- dog trailer dropped, and it is the cats of 2021. Have you guys seen this trailer? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The 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 wrong creative decision. The wrong creative decision to make here for the Clifford the big red dog movie. They literally just took a dog, sized him up, and digitally painted him red, and it's fucking weird looking. It's going to be a weird film. It's going to be a bad film. And also, he's a puppy, and Clifford was oh real my small gosh, when he was a puppy. Oh yeah. my Oh my gosh, I'm just looking at it now. This is horrendous. It's messing with Clifford Law. Yeah. 
It's fucked up. It's fucked up. It shouldn't have been made. He should look more like the live-action Garfield than an actual dog. Imagine yeah. if the live-action Garfield just looked like a photorealistic cat. <laughs> That's what this is. Ghostbusters Afterlife we've got uh, 11th of November. Remember this? <laughs> Jeremy's stuck on Clifford the Big Red Dog, I think. No, so. sorry. I just, I, I, I clicked on the wrong Clifford the Red Big Red Dog movie trailer. It's a, it's a satire trailer where they basically put like, like it made, made it into a horror movie, like sort of a combined, like they've taken all these shots from like Godzilla and King Kong and people like looking up and being like, <gasps> so good. Anyway, sorry. Very um, funny. <laughs> Yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife, how do you guys feel about it? Um, Again, like, this is like, I was barely excited for this the first time. We did recently see um, a new ghost named Muncher. Yeah. He's a big, big blue version of Slimer. Looks pretty weird. But look, Ghostbusters is one of those properties that I actually feel has been underused. I feel like, at least in terms of, like, mainstream success they haven't done a lot more than just the three movies and yeah sure give me another ghostbusters movie give me it give it to me i have no great affection for ghostbusters as a concept or a franchise um my the reason for me not seeing the 2016 reboot was that i just wasn't interested in ghostbusters uh and i'm not still not interested in ghostbusters so but are you interested in paul rudd Phil. I mean, he's very cool and very sexy. Mm. Finn Wolfhard, say the same thing about him. <laughs> he's a sexy little boy. <laughs> How old's Finn Wolfhard now? He'd be 18 now. So, yes, Richard, you can call him a sexy little boy. <laughs> he, he turned 18, like, less than a month ago. Actually, it's his, it's his 18 year and one month birthday tomorrow. Uh, He's officially a sexy little boy. <laughs> this uh, is weird. 19th of November, we've got... This is rapidly going downhill. Um, three, three hours in, the podcast gets gets uh, dangerous. Yeah, or an hour and a half into your... Um, I'm yeah. in fucking danger with this goddamn thing in my fucking recording You room. are not in danger, Richard. It can do nothing to oh you. Oh, my God, Jeremy. Richard, you have to you get out s- of the house. Richard, it has so a- much... It has a gun. <laughs> as as a man who has been six foot five since I was like seventeen, I live my life by like if I'm bigger than something, I'm not scared of it. Well, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> it's the only way to live. <laughs> um, okay, so we've got Mission Impossible Seven coming out this year. <laughs> really? Sign me up. Yeah. Really? Sign me up. Wow. That's amazing. I had no idea. I didn't know that was coming out this year. That was an adorable reaction, AJ. Oh, well, that's it. Really? Really? Wow. That's my most anticipated of 2021. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm still probably looking more forward to Dune, but that was my most anticipated of 2020. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hope deferred. Um, I I will never bet against the, the cracker team of Tom Cruise and Chris McQuarrie. Yeah, man. Have you seen that um, some guys uh, filmed him um, because, and he's just Tom Cruise, he's just sitting atop a moving train and they like drove up b- beside the train and they're like filming him and Tom Cruise is looking down at the camera with a big grin on his face and he, like <laughs> waves at them. It's really funny. It's like it's like everyone in the scene knows how funny the situation is. Like the, the people driving the car are like, is that Tom Cruise on a moving train? <laughs> and Tom Cruise is like, you found Tom Cruise on a moving train. I totally 
totally understand why you find this funny. It's very good. And then he starts screaming at them to get, <laughs> not be so close to each other. Yeah. I, honestly, I love that that clip, man, of um of Tom yeah. Cruise yelling at those guys. Get on him. <laughs> he gets it. He gets it. <laughs> I'm just watching the clip now. He's it's so cute. <laughs> He's like, yes, yes, it's me, Tom Cruise. Yes, I want a moving train. Not only am I exactly who you think I am, I'm on a moving train. (laughs) Something which was already funny before you knew I was Tom Cruise. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see what they do with this. It's it's an incredible franchise and it just gets better. We must must get a title announcement soon or something like that. That's exciting. You'd hope so. I wonder what they'll call it. Encanto. November 24th. Uh, this is a new Disney movie uh, with music by Lin-Manuel uh, Miranda. Is this the, like, um, what 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 area of the world? Colombian. Colombian. Yeah, this was in the um, the Disney investors meeting. They showed mm. stuff about this. I don't know much about it, but, you know, again, just like Ray and the Last Dragon, I will probably see it. It'll probably be, be yeah. good. It's the 60th Disney film. Ah, cool. Um, well, yeah, you know, Walt Disney Animation Studios, that is. Uh, now here's one that I wrote down and I forgot why it was of note. So let me just, uh, look that up. Um, that's not what I was looking for. Is it the Mitchells versus the machines? No, it wasn't. I have written that down there. Um, uh, so this is, uh, Gucci. It's directed by Ridley Scott <laughs> and it's, um, stars, uh, Jared Leto, Al Pacino, Adam Driver, <laughs> Jeremy wow. Irons, Lady Gaga, Jared Leto, and Adam Driver in a film together. Interesting. Yeah, that's a lot of weird Loads energy. About, What's it about? Um, uh, the story of how um, Patrizia Reggiani, the ex-wife of uh, Maurizio Gucci, plotted to kill her husband, the grandson of renowned fashion designer Gucci Gucci. This sounds like the plot of like American Crime Story season two. Yeah, the the assassination of Gianni Versace. <laughs> Is this the same thing? Or is this no, a very similar twice, story? What? That is the, aren't they both fashion designers? Yeah. Yes. Well, well, so the, so the <laughs> Gucci um, and this is the grandson of, of the actual fashion designer. So this, the, the cutthroat world of fashion designing, huh? Um, uh, yeah, how old is Ridley Scott these days? Is he still making good stuff or is he, is he, is he Zemeckis? Well, he made what? Is it Exodus, Gods and Kings? That, was that wasn't very good. Oh, no, it, was it wasn't. Not. He made Pr- Prometheus. That. Wasn't very. I haven't seen. Which was not good. Okay. He made The Martian. Oh, that was good. Maybe there's hope yet. He's also got The Last Duel coming out um, this year, which was um, also stars Adam Driver um, and Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. um, And this was written by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Um, Ah, okay. uh, And that comes out like a month before his other film, which is interesting. Um, His last film uh, was All the Money in the World. Was that? Did that get received positively in the end? Uh, I think well, so. Well, with yeah. Christopher Plummer, it did. <laughs> Are Christopher Plummer jokes evergreen? Yeah, until they're replaced by something else. Um, so, West Side Story, Jeremy, do you want to do your little spiel about this again? Yeah, come on, Jeremy. Uh, come on, Jeremy. Dance, I dance monkey, dance. <laughs> I I'm just really interested to see Steven Spielberg do a musical because um, I have I have great faith that his talent will will cross over um but it's uh, musical movies are a really different beast and especially when the original west side story is such a classic 
and there's almost no reason to remake it. <laughs> like it's 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 always dangerous remaking a musical. Fi- it's always dangerous making a musical film, and then it's always dangerous to remake a beloved classic. And they're remaking a beloved classical musical film. <laughs> so it's like, but it's Steven Spielberg. I wonder what so, drew him to this project so so much. It's such a specific um, boomer money. <laughs> wow. Because all the boomers are going to go see this because they went and saw it when they were teenagers in like early twenties. Okay. Mm. If you say yeah. so. I mean, it's 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 a great musical. Um, it's what's really interesting, and I think I said this last year was that the um, the choreography um, for West Side Story yeah. is one of the most um, set in stone pieces of musical history. So whenever anyone does West Side Story around the world, um, they have to use the original choreography, which is now really dated. Well, um, how hard can it be they... to do the exact choreography? You just have to snap your fingers, right? That's mm. 100% of what I know about West Side Story. Exactly. Um, but they've they've got permission from the um, the people who own the rights to West Side Story, um, the show, to do new choreography, which could be awesome. Um, and I think it's one of the most... Do we, do we know if this is like a modern retelling? I Until I see a trailer, I don't know. Uh, let me have a look. I believe that they've changed the um, the race of the different the races of the different gangs, mm. right? Because it was kind of um, the Jets were like the Italians, I think, and then the um, Sharks were Puerto Ricans, right? Um, which was kind of what was going on, and I think that they've they're changing the racial makeup of the two different gangs, and so to both that white, would indicate to me yay! <laughs> <laughs> that would indicate that would indicate to me that they're probably right. doing um, a modern. Like an update. Seventeenth of December, a very interesting film. Spider Man, um, the new Spider Man, presumably called Something Home. Mm. Um, um, so this, this is supposed- pot- potentially very interesting. What were you going to say? As said at Christmas. No, is it? Well, that there are set photos released, and it shows it snowing and like Christmas. Yeah, well, I mean, it comes up. out seventeenth of December, so that would make sense. Th- Spider Man Home for Christmas. I think that's a or Home for the Holidays. I imagine is probably the the more likely phrase they'll adopt. I think that um that yeah I I I I think it's cool to um I think giving your franchise a Christmas movie. Um, is a fun mm. way to, to differentiate and inject some freshness. And I would love to see Spider-Man in that setting. But also, obviously, the big talking point of this film is Jamie Foxx and Alfred Molina returning. Who? Yeah. Yeah, actually, I guess... and uh, but Yeah, them. Those are the, the big talking points. Yeah, not, um, not these 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 rumoured Christmas set photos. <laughs> um, and... Um, <laughs> um, oh, he's, swallow- he's swallowed the bug. He's swallowed the bug. <laughs> No, I've actually, I, I think I, I ate some of the pop sock of my mic by accident. Um, uh, How did it taste? Oh, fantastic. It tastes like good content. Pop, pop sock and roll. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, if we're getting a, like a live action kind of Spider-Verse movie, Doctor Strange is appearing. Um, I don't know, like, just go fucking nuts with it. You've earned it. So, I thought... I thought you were doing doing a joke, but you haven't m- mentioned that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are also. Oh, I started slated. to, and then I just spit that thing out, and then we got. Um, ah, 
Yeah, but Toby uh, Maguire yes. and Andrew Garfield rumored to be returning, but Alfred Molina and Jamie Foxx are confirmed. Yeah, so I think it's it's definitely a cool way to do it, and I I enjoy the the ramifications of of bringing different canons into mm. another canon. Um, but I will say that Spider Man Far From Home ended in such a specific place with such a specific cliffhanger mm. that it's like is that is this going to be what it's about like it's like yeah it's, it looks like it's not paying off yeah yeah it, it's like because you can do a whole movie with the cliffhanger that far from home leaves us with are they just not gonna can you t- remind me can you remind me of the cliffhanger oh, oh it ends with um jk simmons's uh j jonah jameson revealing to the world that spider-man is peter parker oh yeah, yeah. um and so it feels weird to not end this with a cliffhanger i guess i mean to pay off the cliffhanger yeah but i'll see it i reckon it'll be good uh also christmas season this year we're getting matrix um make the the fourth matrix film the warner brothers like same day release trailer they released a few days ago um which flashes all the title cards at the end ends on one that just says matrix is that confirming that it's the title of the film or is it just a placeholder we don't know. It's not the Matrix. It's just Matrix. Yeah, but that's also an unconfirmed title. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you heard? Have we talked about what this movie's rumored to be about? No. I've heard that it's rumored to be about. Um, it's like <laughs> you're not going to believe me, and this might not be true. Apparently, it's set in the real world where the Matrix is a movie in the real world, right? Like in the world of the film. Like that's oh I've, I've heard that. Like that. That's apparently like a potentially what the movie is about so it's like a documentary almost no i i imagine if it's about the matrix that it'll be like this movie but also real (laughs) right like this movie about the matrix is real and the matrix actually exists yeah 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 Um, this could all be not true but that's the rumor i've heard and i was like i mean if again it's one of those things where it's like if you're gonna do a fourth matrix movie that's a pretty interesting yeah that's a pretty unique take yeah um are you more excited for that or sing two um i can't believe sing two was green lit or hasn't come out already? I can't decide which I'm more <laughs> am, am surprised by. So that's uh, that brings us to the end of um, of the ones which are slated with release dates. I did miss a couple that I'm just now realizing. Those who wish me dead, new Taylor Sheridan movie starring Angelina Jolie. That'll be cool. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But there are a few um, Netflix also recently. You know they don't date their movies until not too long before they come out, but um, they released a trailer which teased that they're doing like at least one film a week. Um, picked out just so a how, couple of those. Yeah, for for the, the next six hours, we're going to go through them. Um, I've, I, like, I've just picked out a couple um, that excite me. Pinocchio, uh, which is coming out in, in March. That's Guillermo del Toro's stop motion one. Um, Did he direct it? Uh... <laughs> oh my god the moth has yes. taken over his body he did direct so it's the first Guillermo it. del, del Toro film since Shape of Water then mm, co- co-directed to be fair but um okay, okay. Uh, Army of the Dead a film I'm weirdly very excited for this is Zack Snyder's um mm. uh it's it's a it's a zombie heist movie it's set during a zombie apocalypse and it's it's like a team of I guess mercenaries or people who dress up as mercenaries um, who go to Las Vegas to pull off the ultimate heist. It has a prequel film which has already been filmed 
um <laughs> and is i presume coming out this year um and it also is getting an anime sequel series i think and also um they in in a a pretty interesting move um one of the main stars was like me too'd last year um and he had his character was replaced in the film by tig Nitoro. tig Nitoro. um yeah um which means that they filmed all of her scenes um like she'll have never met the cast <laughs> i right. guess if they've replaced all the shots with what what was his name i can't remember his name um christelia yeah 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 christelia he was um outed as sending raunchy snapchats to um underage girls and there was a clip that that <laughs> released a very of him funny clip it being interviewed on like some kind of podcast where they talk about how you can save snapchats and he's like but snapchat deletes them right and they're like yeah 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 but you can save them yeah but you can screenshot it yeah and you just the look on his face is like a man realizing that he's uh his career about to be found out (laughs) (laughs) um anyway i am also pretty excited for this and i'll tell you why it's because i can listen to the argument that dawn of the dead is Zack snyder's best film Mm. um i think that uh this is this is an original story from Zack snyder which are actually the only original story he did was sucker punch which sucked but um i don't know this this feels like a healing thing for him and Mm. it feels like there's a do you know what it is it's that there's a lot of good energy around it like it's 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 like a it feels very positive it feels like people are very positive around i just realized we didn't fucking mention at all is the snyder cut yeah i'm sure it'll be bad That's, yeah, and, that's and my that hot is, take. It's probably it'll be better, but I'm sure it's going to be better. I'm not saying they're a four hour fucking Justice League. Who thinks that's an improvement? Well, it's just like release the Snyder Cut and Justice for Han are both happening this year. <laughs> I cannot take this. This um, the- like if we're going to talk about fan service, my goodness. Okay, but director cut culture is a good thing. I think. Right. Well, it depends on because the I'm okay with. No, whatever. If there are more, like, I think it's interesting. Yeah, release, release the 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 David Ayer cut of Suicide Squad. Whatever, do it. Cool. <laughs> I so, think it's interesting. Um, another film that I'm uh, looking forward to that's coming out on Netflix this year. This was kind of the the big reveal at the end of the trailer. Uh, is a film called Don't Look Up, which is um, Adam McKay's new film. It stars uh, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence, who portray two low-level astronauts, uh, astronomers attempting via media tour to warn mankind about an asteroid that will destroy Earth. It also stars Kate Blanchett, Meryl Streep, Jonah Hill, Timothy Chalamet, Ariana Grande, Himesh Patel, Matthew Perry, Tyler Perry, Melanie Linsky, Ron Perlman, and Chris Evans. Wow. It's, do you know what it reminds me of? What? It reminds me of Pandemic. You mean contagion? No, contagion. Contagion. <laughs> it reminds you yeah. of contagion. It, it feels a little bit like um it might do the same thing that uh the big short did, where it just like cuts away to celebrities explaining things, um, right. which would explain how there's so much such a big cast. Yeah, um, yeah. And why someone like Matthew Perry's in the film, where it's like, here's Chandler from Friends to tell you about <laughs> this. Um, because <laughs> what was last he hasn't been in a film since 17 again. He legitimately hasn't been in a film since 17 again. <laughs> wow. um, Twelve years ago. Yeah, this is like um, every year it's now seeming that I'll get a movie which I anticipate will be my favorite Leonardo DiCaprio film. Um, (laughs) Fingers crossed. Because Adam McKay, you know, like might be doing a bit more of a fun role here, which is always what I kind of want to criticize him for not doing. 
the film called The Mitchells versus the Machines, later retitled Connected, later retitled The Mitchells versus the Machines. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the uh, Lord and Miller uh, animated film uh, about how phone equals bad. Although Look, they have actually, Lord and Miller have come out and said, it's not just phone bad. And they used those words, which inspires me with, fills me with hope. <laughs> they, um, the, do they direct this or is this another one of their producing credits? I believe it's a producing or writing credit. Because this is sort of the, the um, successor to uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse in a lot of ways. It's the same animation style. Yeah. I, I do, I'm not particularly enamored with the plot, but I think it looks incredible. It looks it's the, We talked about this with the new SpongeBob movie. It's that very fun um, stop-motion-looking animation that I will go see it for that yeah. alone. Well, you can watch it on Netflix. I won't have to go anywhere. I will <laughs> go to my couch and see it. Yeah, because it was... Uh, Sold to Netflix earlier today. Uh, blonde Anna Damas playing um, Marilyn Monroe. It'll be. I've been looking forward to this for years. <laughs> uh, she looks great. There's 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 onset um, photos of her, mm. um, but it will be very interesting to see how well she does with the voice. Yeah, the power of the dog. This is Jane Campion's new film. It was filmed in Auckland here. Um, it stars um, Thomas and McKenzie, Benedict Cumberbatch, Kirsten Dunst, Jesse Plevins, Paul Dano. Um, who were interesting yeah, in and around um, my my the, the place where I live and Jeremy lives um, very recently and then just to finish off we've got a few film that's that's all we've got for Netflix um, there's a bunch more we go look them up oh actually there's also Tick Tick Boom which is uh, Lin Lin Manuel Miranda's directorial debut oh. and there's a film called Red Notice which has Ryan Reynolds Gal Gadot and Dwayne the Rock Johnson in it um, but it, I'm sure it'll be bad. I'm sure it'll be this year's Six Underground. <laughs> um, so we've also got a few films that are currently undated, um, some of which, most of which I, I imagine won't come out this year, but we've got The French Dispatch, the new film oh, from Wes yes. Anderson. Um, I'm sure this will come out at some point. Um, Wicked, no chance this comes out. Oh. Black Adam, unlikely to come out. Next Goal Wins, Taika Waititi's new film. Um, I imagine that'll probably come out October, November sometime. Um and Blazing Samurai, to finish the podcast, Blazing Samurai, which is an animated remake of Blazing Saddles starring cats who are also samurai. Oh, my gosh. I think I think it's a great idea. And we've said before we're going to do an episode on um, movies that should get animated remakes. And I think this is a great launching pad for, for <laughs> All right. Episode. Well, we'll look for that when Blazing Samurai comes out. Yeah, yeah. God, three hours. How do you wrap up a three-hour podcast? How do you do it? And look, here's what I think we should do. Gentlemen, what is the dumbest-looking film that you hope is coming out in 2021? For me, it's Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> what, do you guys, what do you guys think? I've got to say, it's it's chaos walking for me. Hmm. Yeah, just to finally put it, put an end to that. Um, I'm going to go The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Really? You don't think mm. it's going to be any good? Uh, I think I, I I think there's a good chance it'll be done, but I hope it comes out. Oh, no way. Or, or Space Jam, I guess. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. That's okay. A, yeah. yeah. Um, if you want to support Cold Popshire, you can like us and follow us and subscribe to us at all the different social places. At Cold Popshire on Twitter as well, at Cold Popshire on Instagram. Um, and stay tuned for our post-credit scene. And I apologize if this is a little... Um, this 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 felt this felt different from previous year long yeah. um 
overviews where it feels like we're all a little more pessimistic and all a little more down in the dumps well, hey, about it. Yeah, fucking the world did that to us. And I'm sorry yeah. that I've been distracted for the last hour. But yeah. I, I look, need to wrap this podcast up and go get some fly spray. Definitely take a photo of the insect for the, the Discord. No. And I can tell to. you that something very exciting is coming from us in the coming weeks. Oh, yes. And next week you'll see it's another Patreon sample thing. <laughs> but, but, but hold on, because something fun is coming. Um, cool. Stay tuned Bye. for the post-credit yeah. scene. And thank you very we'll much. You and time. thank you, Jeremy. I hope you didn't wake your baby. <laughs> Okay, thank you very much for listening to the the final second part of most and no, it's not most anticipated. It's the dumbest looking films we hope are coming out in twenty twenty one. Did I say twenty twenty at the start? Oh my god, that's so embarrassing. Anyway, um, this this is the outro. So if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a comment wherever you you can or on the Discord, um, and tell us what is your uh, what do you think is the dumbest looking film that you hope is coming out this year? Um, and if you want to support Cole Popcher at all the different places, um, you can do that on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or YouTube. Subscribe, like, follow, whatever. You can also support us on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Cole Popcher, or as I just said, join the discord so get on that get amongst it um and we'll see you uh next week next week is probably going to be another patreon sample pack uh but then we're going to be returning to film franchise fortnights after that All right, uh, welcome along, everybody, to the post-credit scene. Hey, oh. it's us. We're back again. Richard, you were gone briefly, but now you're back. I was, I was actually here the whole time. I just felt too nervous to say anything. That's fair. I do give off a commanding presence, which prevents other people from feeling like they can express their thoughts. Um, that has been a a, a critique of mine. Um, Richard, this is the post-credit scene where um, every episode. We go to our patrons at patreon.com slash and those who donate $5 or more are allowed to give us a question to ask or each other. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> to ask us a question. Um, and last, last, uh, last episode, the question was from my brother, Nick. Um, and this episode, the question is from your sister, Emily. Oh. And Emily asks... If you could go back one moment in time with all the knowledge you have now, what would you do to change the course of history? I think about this all the time. Eh? I'll get the obvious out of the way. 9-11 is too much of a responsibility. If I went back in time yeah. long enough, I'd be like, I it is I can't I cannot let this be. Although maybe with great power does come great responsibility, but how do you even stop 9-11? Well, uh, yeah, this is what I think about all the time is like, because say, say you went back and put yourself like, especially like put yourself in the body of the, you know, eight-year-old that you were at the time in New Zealand. What could an eight-year-old in New Zealand do to stop 9-11? And I think... Yeah. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Like, I, I think the, the most that well, I think you'd be able to do is potentially call in like a bomb threat and get the building yeah, evacuated. Yeah, yeah. Like, it would yeah, be yeah. too hard to try and actually stop 9-11 but I think you could you could try and minimize the casualties. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot that I would I would go back and change in my personal life that you know we don't need to go. <laughs> Obviously, go. what the question was meaning as well. <laughs> yeah, like it's like like if you go around a circle, everyone's answering this question. One person's like, um, "Oh, I'd stop nine eleven and the next person's like, uh, I would have tried to stop her leaving." Mm. I would have. I wish I'd. I wish she. I wish I could have said something. Why did I do the wrong thing? Yeah. Why didn't I tell her I loved her? Why did I let her go? <laughs> this hasn't happened to me. Um, th- there's also. Um, I would love to like take back some scripts with me and um, and make movies before they were made or like you know pitch them. Like in Lost, how they go back in time and Hurley starts writing Empire Strikes Back. Nice. And that episode's called Some Like It Hoth. Um, I would go back. I would probably start cult pop show earlier. Mm. I think um, <laughs> if I could go to my my um, 12-year-old self in 2005 when YouTube first started, I reckon there would be a charm to a 12-year-old reviewing movies that would be enough to keep people watching, you know? Mm. It's just about getting the good audio and video set up. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so I would, I would give myself. You the could have tools. been the original Lonely Girl Fifteen. Sort of, yeah. I would have given myself the tools, um, to to be better at YouTube and do video essays and, and maybe start out with movie reviews because I think I was probably capable of that at twelve. Right. Um, and you know maybe How, people. And would you would you try and get me on board for the podcast? I think so. I think. What that would, would still you be... if you were to go back? to like you know whatever 12 year old me or well, we, i guess we did podcast what we would have been the right time to start a podcast i guess like 2009 2010 yeah to really get on the ground floor how would you convince 2010 richard to join your podcast um this I'd, was this was three years before we met i'd be like hey man here's this hot new thing you like movies i like movies I actually let's don't do like it. movies yet. I'm more I'm more into um, music right okay, now. Okay, let's do a music podcast then. Oh. Well, we don't have to start. Do we have to start the podcast? I think we could have started the podcast when we met. It would have to be very, very soon after we met. Probably too soon. But we we were fast friends, so it's not impossible. Yeah. You think it would be impossible? I think. Yeah, I think there's nothing you could have said <laughs> that, that would have made me start the podcast with you until the very moment you did. Wow. And if you'd missed that moment, it wouldn't have happened either. And that would be my answer to this question. There's a brief five-minute window where I was open to the idea of starting a podcast and you, you caught it. That's, that's, this would be, that would be the answer to this question. I'd, it'd be like, what could you go back in time and change? I'd be like, I'd ask Richard 
earlier than what when I asked him to be on the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, or I'd start Kyle Popshire earlier with someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 